where we try to help you help other people. I'm smiling because it's been so long since I've said that that I almost forgot our lines. But I'm Kate Watson, and I'm here with my pal Leslie. Leslie, how are you feeling today? Um, there's a lot going on, Kate, but I'm glad that we're here, and I'm glad that we're um, all in this together. <laughs> we don't know what to do with ourselves. Um, Leslie and I had intended to record this season months ago. And let's just say, folks, a lot of shit has gone down. Um, We kept kind of rescheduling and rescheduling, and and now we're finally together here recording the podcast. We have very little in mind as like a theme or a plan for the day. I thought like maybe we could just scream curse words into the microphone. What do you think? Are we gonna get like uh, like censure? I think I'm making the call for season four that we lean into it and we just be the like explicit, just like kids shouldn't listen to this podcast because of where the world has gone, we deserve lots of cursing. The shit we've been dealing with this in this world, I think a lot of us just need like a good cathartic like venting session and maybe for our season opener for season four maybe we won't exactly touch on a lot of like only trying to help traditional topics uh i'm okay with that i think if you know if people are tuning in after a while because they haven't heard from us in a while it might feel good to just hear us kind of reacting to the world and and all the uncertainty that's out there and you know one thing that you and i were talking about as we got started today was just the, the constant change, um, and, and this is likely having to do with the global pandemic that we are in, but there are other things going on in our lives that mean constant change, whether it's loss that you're experiencing. Um, uh, gosh, in the U.S., we're dealing with a, an unbelievable election season right now. Um, there, there, there are so many things, but it seems like we collectively, as, as, a, as a planet, are being asked to adapt to constant change. Yeah, um, I, I think that the, the constant change is you have to find a way to uh, sort of exhale. I know like that, that sounds like kind of like one of those things that everyone says, but like I find myself holding my breath, um, holding maybe it's being like, what's next? Or like, or, or, you know, clenching up my jaw or my mm-hmm. shoulders or whatever. So if, just take, I would say, if you're listening, if your shoulders are high or your jaw hurts, um, because I care about you, I just want you to say, (sighs) (laughs) Right, you'd have to brace for the next bullshit that's coming our way. Um, You know, on this topic of like anticipating uh, bad things coming, you know, a lot of people know that as a, as a clinician, my work has mostly been in responding to trauma. So I recognize this and, and it's, and for some people it's brand new, but others have, have always lived a life where you're constantly anticipating something bad is coming around the, the corner. And, you know, 
we're living in a world right now when people are worried about losing their jobs. They're worried about getting a, a positive test on a COVID, uh, a po positive result on a COVID test. They're worried about their kids going to school or trying to learn virtually. Um, they're worried about things closing or things opening or can I have my wedding? Will my baby shower get canceled? Um, if my wife goes into labor, can I go visit her in the hospital? Can I be there for the birth of my child? There, there's so much that is uncertain. And it's a really common thing that happens when people have been exposed to trauma that they become hypervigilant mm -hmm. and always worried about the next bad thing. And sadly, I think we're all going through that to a degree where we, you know, Hugh and I were just sitting here while CNN popped up on my phone as an alert and we kind of braced for, oh God, what now? What's happened? You know, what's going on? And that is a response to trauma, to, to being exposed to constant changing environments and unpredictability. We become hypervigilant and worried about what's next what's next um I, I think of a great quote and it, it goes a little something like whatever happened to predictability newsman <laughs> Woo, good one even <laughs> <laughs> um oh thanks for that trip down memory lane um but you know I, <laughs> it's, it's hard to transition from the, the full house theme song but um, back to trauma. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, well, when we are exposed to this kind of environment for a long time and we're living, living on the edge, there's <laughs> another good one. When we're living on edge all the time, what happens is our brains change in a way that everything feels like a threat. Um, things that may not really be a threat, like like my phone buzzing is not really a threat, but for a moment I think it is because I've been conditioned to think bad news is popping up on my phone. Um, and so I, I, I want us to keep that in mind with one another that unfortunately a lot of us are walking around this world anticipating bad things more than we ever did before. And so when you're walking around anticipating threats, we tend not to be very kind to one another. And so if, you, if you're noticing people being short or snappy or argumentative or, you know, I, I would ask you to just keep in mind that that person is not just trying to be an asshole. That person sees a threat that maybe you don't see, lucky you. Uh, maybe that threat isn't even real, that's even better. But that person perceives one that, real or not, feels real to them. Somebody I uh, care about um, has been incarcerated for um, the, uh, the last uh, couple of years and um, has just returned to uh, not living in a prison. And although, you know, this person listened to the radio and they knew what was going on and in fact, this person was not able to leave their cell except for, for like 25 minutes a day to take a shower and eat. All that aside, um, the first time this person went to the grocery store, mm. this was like the first time they were really experiencing what we what we have, have kind of made ourselves into. Because mm -hmm. um, what better microcosm of society than in the grocery store? Um, but I think it was interesting watching this person see this we've all adapted to this like 
craziness that is pandemic response. Um, and they're seeing it really for the first time. And so this person turned to me and said, everybody is so angry. Mm. And, and everything just felt so tense. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's grocery shopping in the year 2020. It's a different world. Mm-hmm. And so it was really interesting watching this person um, uh, you know, see this for the first time. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, if, if you've never been to prison, you probably have some ideas about what prison looks like and feels like. And I might have imagined people are angry in there. <laughs> and so when you when you think of someone comes out of prison, <laughs> right. they walk into my grocery store and say, why is everyone so angry? It's like, oh, my God, is it worse than prison? Um, or maybe it's just like, a well, in prison, they had a reason <laughs> to be angry. Everybody's living their life out here. They mm-hmm. can come and go as they please. And. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't feel like we are able to make our own decisions, mm-hmm. um, and it does sort of feel like there is no right answer, and I think that to me is the really the hardest part of this. There is no clear cut mm-hmm. what is the right choice. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's so much to say, and I I almost don't know which little string I want to tug at. And one of them is this idea that. Um, things are really changing and, and it's not just that like the, the environment is changing but we are we are now going to the grocery store very angry mm-hmm. um, we are maybe uh, at times short with one another I keep telling my friends it, any relationship that survives this is gonna make it in the long run like any romantic relationship that survives lockdown through a pandemic is a solid one like you're you're really gonna go far um but in in many ways it's not just the world changing it's the people in it and i keep saying to folks you know humans can adapt humans can evolve and adjust for sure part of what's tough about right now is not knowing how much to adapt because it's like well sure i could get used to this but is it just going to change again? So if I get used to doing work from home, for example, and I just that becomes my new normal, and I'm cool with that, by the time I get used to it, they'll be telling me, well, now you've got to come back into the office and wear a mask all day, and I have to get used to wearing a mask all day. And then once I get used to that, something else is going to change. And so I really do believe in the capacity of people to adjust and change. I think what's tough is we don't know how much to do that. Thoughts? No, I think that that makes total sense. I have a, a colleague who keeps saying, well, you know, I was doing this and then the world ended. And, you know, I get that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it feels like every day there's new guidance or there's a different, um, you know, decision, the decision makers are, are electing what we're doing. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything is a values um, review, like, you know, is are you doing the right thing? Are you, you know, mm-hmm. um, so it's just a lot to deal with. And it does feel like sometimes it's like, well, why am I going to like, you know, figure out my best practices for right now? I'm just holding my breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I had to do was stop. I guess this is the second time I've referenced that idea but like stop holding my breath about like Mm -hmm. oh when I go back you know when the world opens back up because it 
does seem like it's not going to happen tomorrow. And I think maybe by the time that, you know, other people are listening to this, things will have changed again, and I'll be wrong. Um, but, you know, so I think that we're, we're sort of like, uh, okay, I'm not just like, this is, this is how, this is the new normal, this mm-hmm. is how we're living. Um, and staying flexible, but also figuring like, what can I do for right now? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, of, a lot of things to think about. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I, I also, maybe I'm living in a fantasy world, Leslie, but I like to think that like, you know, 50 years from now, someone's going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> and when they do, will they even have a clue what you and I are referencing right now? Like, and, and, and I guess I feel some sort of responsibility to capture this moment of like what we're really talking about when we say the world ended or the world stopped or reopening or closing. These are just descriptive words that might not mean anything to people 10, 15, 20 years from now. And so just to clarify, I mean, I know everyone listening today knows what we're talking about, but to clarify, I mean, it did feel like, at least here in the States where you and I are, it felt like one day in March, everyone said slam on the brakes and every store closed every theater closed every sports team was told you're not playing anymore our offices went dark and the doors were locked Um, schools were shut down and all the things that we've come to rely on as everyday life just slammed the door on us and so we say things now, I mean, it's been six, seven months. Now we say things like, oh yeah, you know, the world ended. But like, will we remember, will we remember like what that, what that really meant when it felt like everything just stopped? There were no cars on the street. I remember like peeking my head outside and in the middle of Philadelphia, n- no traffic, no people, just a few folks walking dogs, but that was pretty much it. Um, so, so much has changed. And Leslie's referenced a few times how it's left us with a lot of decisions to make and and a lot to cope with. And one thing I've been thinking a lot about, and I don't know, maybe this is a whole other episode, um, is when we're faced with a choice in life, sometimes we look at it as like a false dichotomy. Mm -hmm. Do I go left or do I go right? Do, Do we open or do we close? Um, do I see my friends or not see my friends? Do I go out or stay home? Do I wear a mask or not wear a mask? Do I wear a mask or not wear a mask? Um, and and one thing that I wonder if it might be helpful for folks, this applies during a pandemic and when this is all over, this, this applies to everyday life. But often when we are facing that kind of false dichotomy, it's helpful to ask yourself, what's the third option? And usually there's a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh option, but just to get the ball rolling to ask, is there a middle ground here? Is there a third option that I'm not seeing? Because I think we do this to ourselves. We say things like, oh, are you going to get a manicure now that they're open or not? And it's like, you know what, there's probably a third option, which is, get a manicure, but maybe that doesn't mean I go every week like I used to. Um, Maybe the third option is have my friend do my nails, but not go to the salon. Um, But when we ask ourselves, is it this or is it that, we are usually being cruel to ourselves and only offering ourselves two options where there often are so many more. Yeah, I think that's really an interesting um, way to think about that. And like... It's, 
it's really it's hard. It's a hard moment we're living in, mm-hmm. and I know that 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 consistently undermines my sense of like being almost like mm-hmm. I, I like if it, it feels good to be like okay, I'm making the right choices. I'm I'm sailing on my ship, and my my sails are full of wind, and I'm I'm, I'm going in the direction so confidently in the direction of your dreams, right? Um, but and but sometimes you're like. Am I going the right way? <laughs> yeah, you know, is this the right thing or um, I don't know. So there's a there's a lot of um, a lot of feelings that I'm that I'm having and a lot of feelings that I think sort of build up over time that a lot of us may not even realize that we're kind of going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you referenced like, am I going the right way? You know, when we when we ask ourselves, am I making the right decisions? we're implying there's a right and a wrong. Did I pick right, right or did I pick wrong? And again, this applies even when, this applied before the COVID-19 pandemic and long after, that when we ask ourselves these questions, we're cheating ourselves of the complexities of real decision-making. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, should I look for a new job or should I stay at this one? You know, maybe getting a promotion at your current job is the third option. Maybe seeking some new projects at your current job is the third option. Should I stay in this relationship or leave it? Maybe going to couples counseling is the third option. Um, you know, we, we, I can think of so many times, this does apply to only trying to help, when friends of mine will call me and say, I'm trying to decide between A and B, what should I do? And I usually say back something like, what's the third option? Um, because if you're struggling to pick A or B, probably those aren't really your best options. There might be another one that you're not considering. And so I actually had a conversation about this recently with someone. Um, she and I had a phone call and, and we're, we were talking about this false dichotomy that we often present ourselves with. And it's so limiting in a time when we're so concerned about doing things right. Um, and and I, I, I offer that to you folks because you will hear from people who are saying, do I send my kids to school or do I do virtual learning, A or B? And you might say, what's a third option? Um, you're going to hear from people who say, I've been invited to this barbecue. Do I go or not go? What's a third option? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really stressed out in my relationship right now because we're stuck at home together and we're at each other's throats. You know, do, do I tell them about it or not tell them about it? What's the third option? Um, and it can really open up some, some room for choice and some room to, you know, to make a little bit of a mistake without being like, oh, I did the wrong thing. Maybe I did the slightly less right thing, but that doesn't, doesn't mean there was a clear right and wrong. And sometimes the third option is to do nothing. And I know we, we often frown upon that, like it's procrastinating. <laughs> But if someone's like, do I stay at my job or do I leave? Well, the third option is like, don't decide right now. You know, and, and like, look, that's life, that's okay. It doesn't mean you've decided to stay. You've decided to not decide yeah. right now. And, and that could be the third option sometimes. Because um, I think this does apply, if we go back to talking about kind of the state of the world and, and the pandemic and COVID-19 right now, I think you know that can really help with folks who are trying to decide what are good decisions for me to make. There are some things that once felt like good decisions to make that I have kind of evolved on. Like this, so you and I are recording this in October of 2020. The when we talk about like things shutting down, that was happening at least where you and I live, Leslie, in about in like mid-March of 2020. And so for March, April, and even maybe the beginning of May, 
I will tell you, I was not setting foot inside a grocery store. Like you couldn't, I, I said to people, I would have to be desperate and starving to go inside a grocery store. I referred to them as Petri dishes. I just imagined they were dripping with virus. I had my grocery, I'm very lucky. I had my groceries delivered to my house. Maybe not everyone's fortunate enough to be able to do that, but I was lucky enough to do that. And back then we were being told, back then, it was a few months ago, but way back then we were being told wipe off and sanitize your groceries, take Clorox wipes and clean them. I was doing all that. Well, we've learned a little bit more. We've collected data. There's, there's articles you can read now. There's research on this. And it looks like grocery stores aren't quite the frightening haunted house of you know dripping virus that I thought they were. And it's looking like it, it might be okay to go inside grocery stores. Maybe we don't need to wipe down every grocery that comes in the door. So I've changed my mind. This is a, a novel concept, folks. <laughs> when you're presented with new information, sometimes with that new information, you change your mind. And now I will go inside a grocery store and I certainly don't wipe down every single thing that comes into my house. I've adjusted. And I'm not saying this is right or wrong. This is exactly my point is that there isn't a right and wrong. There is There are slight adjustments we make based on new information. Um, and so I, I offer that to folks who feel like, you know, well, I made a decision back in March that I wasn't going to do X. And so I'm sticking to that. Well, I'm really proud that you're strong-willed and dedicated and you can stick to something. But you may also want to take a look at the data because some of the things you're sticking to could be unnecessary. Let's just review and adjust, review and adjust, review and adjust. And I think what we're both saying is that that's something you can only do for yourself and for your family. Um, you know, no one can do that for you. No one can come to you and say, you shouldn't be spending your time on that anymore. Do this instead. So Leslie and I are certainly not trying to say that. We're trying to say, take a look at your own life, your own actions, your own needs, your own um, context, right? If you are someone who's particularly vulnerable, you might make different decisions than say I might make. Um, but you know, being able to to adjust to many possibilities rather than just is it A or is it B, I think can kind of give us a little bit more sanity. So I don't know, folks. I mean, the, there there's so many different ways we could have gone with this, and I think mostly we just wanted to open up the season, and we mostly wanted to acknowledge that we ended the season, you know, where this was all kind of just getting started. Um, in fact, I remember I had to go back and add a couple of like openers because you and I had recorded season three before um, before COVID had hit the U.S. It was it was something that in our eyes it was just like happening in China and it was very sad, but it wasn't affecting us yet. Uh, so when you and I were recording season three, we did not know what was coming. We started releasing the episodes for season three kind of during this, and I felt the need to attach a little comment. So I, I recorded a, an impromptu like, hey, sorry, I know the world's weird, <laughs> and we're not, you're not going to hear any of that on this episode because the world wasn't this weird when we recorded the episode. Uh, so bear with us was kind of my message. And here we are starting season four and, and we're, we're, we're in a better position now, you and I, to make a thoughtful comment about the state of the world. 
And so I guess that's really all I wanted to do for this opening episode was make a more thoughtful comment about what the fuck has happened between season three and season four. We live in a different world than we lived in when we recorded the last season. And it's just, you know, buckle up, folks, because this season's going to be another 10 episodes of trying to figure out what has just happened to us.